Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. As we continue to explore the deep end in our series of podcasts, I'm looking at this passage from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23, where Paul prays for the church in Ephesus. And the way that he prays is that God would enlighten their hearts to know God more, to have more of his wisdom, more revelation and the knowledge of God, but also that they would know the hope to which he has called them, the riches of the glorious inheritance that awaits them and the power that raised Jesus from the dead. And I thought about those three things. Why hope? Why riches? And why power? Why would those things make a significant impact on a people group, a church who is trying to follow Jesus Christ? And these are the answers I came up with. I I simply just want to talk about these three things. Number one, in regards to the hope, is that if you have hope, you're always motivated. You're always motivated in the Christian life. And isn't that something we always struggle with as Christians? To have constant motivation. Yeah, we're motivated at times. We can go to a sermon and a church service and be convicted and be encouraged and be inspired. And for a little while, that motivation lingers and it causes us to live differently. And that's a good thing. But we need long-lasting hope. Because long-lasting hope is the one thing that motivates us in the midst of the weariness, in the midst of the loneliness, in the midst of the busyness of life. We need something that spurs us on toward following Christ every single day, every moment of every day. And only the hope that we have in Christ Jesus can do that. It can motivate us. I know what it's like to be following Christ for longer than 10 to 12 years. And there have been ups, there have been downs. And I've struggled at times, honestly, with motivation, going, can I go any further? Should I go any further? Um, the world is too attractive, or it's too painful, or it's it's too much to handle. Maybe my foes and my enemies seem too big. Maybe the mountain seems too high to scale. Whatever it is, Sometimes I lose that motivation. But Paul says, I want the eyes of your hearts to be enlightened, to know the hope to which he has called you. To honestly sit down and consider the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. This hope that we talk about a lot has, has lost its luster in many of our hearts. We, we had it at first. We knew what it was like to be saved from our sins and to be promised eternal life. But are we, are we resting in that hope today? Are we fighting with that hope today? Are we spurred on by that hope today that we will one day be with our Lord forever? We will one day be off the sin-cursed world. We will one day stop the struggle, stop the suffering, stop the hardship and the pain that this life gives us. And we'll be at peace. And the book of Hebrews says we'll be at rest. In fact, that's something we say when people die, rest in peace. But it's actually biblical. And that rest comes through Jesus Christ. We will one day rest in peace for all of eternity. There will be no more uphill battles, no more struggle, no more fight, no more pain. No more hardship will come to us. And right now we have to be motivated by that hope because right now we're still in the world. If you're listening to this, you're still in the world. You're still fighting and battling the flesh. You're still fighting and battling against the sin nature that we have. And we're still fighting and battling against the devil. And those are really big enemies. Those are really big things we have to fight each and every day. But we need the hope that can motivate us past that stuff. And we do have that hope. So that's why Paul prays for the hope, because the hope will motivate us. Are you motivated today? If you are honest in your heart of hearts, are you motivated to follow Christ today, to lay down your life, to pick up your cross, 
to abandon everything that your flesh desires and go the way of Christ, follow his commandments, love one another. Maybe, maybe not, if we were honest. Maybe we're not that motivated today, but maybe if we look to the hope, we will be motivated once again. We will consider that this time on this earth is, is going to pass quickly. It is passing quickly, and one day it will be over. And right now it seems long, and it seems tiresome, and it seems weary, but remember the hope. Remember what Jesus Christ has promised us to say, one day you'll be lifted up, you'll be exalted, you'll be with me, you'll be loved, you'll be rich forever. And that's the second motivator. He says, I want you to know the riches of his glorious inheritance. And I wondered why is that? Why does Paul want the Ephesians to know the riches of the glorious inheritance? To go along with motivation, and another thing that we need is we need to be d detached from the world. You can't be motivated to follow Christ and have the world. You have to be detached from the world. That's really what the word holy means. Holy means set apart, different than the world. We can't be of the world and following Christ. We have to be detached from the world. Now, not, not in the physical form. We need to remain in the world in the physical form, but we need to not be chasing the pattern of this world, not be chasing the treasures of this world, not be longing for what this world can give us. No, we need to be detached from that. And, and Paul prays that the Ephesians know the riches, so they're detached. They don't need anything from the world. They don't need it. They don't want it. The world can't satisfy them. The world can't give them anything extra. If we know the riches we have in Christ Jesus that await us, that it's God's inheritance, I need nothing from the world. Now, do I always believe that? No, sadly, I don't. Sadly, I fall into the trap like the rest of us that the world has a lot of things to offer us and we can be quite satisfied with today's memories and today's treasures. But what if we really knew? What if we really were able to glimpse the treasures we have in Christ Jesus? What if we could see those things? What if we could experience those things for one hour? Don't you think it would forever change our perspective about the earth? We would come back and we would look at what the world says is valuable and we'd say, no, no. That's not valuable at all. I've seen true value. I've seen the riches on the other side, and I'm, I'm detached from the world. I don't need anything. And the greatest saints that we look up to in Scripture were detached from the world. They didn't need the world's riches. They didn't need the world's praise. They didn't need status and power in the world. They were rich in heaven because they had God's inheritance, and they knew that. And so we need motivation. We need the hope. But we also need to be detached from the world if, if we're going to stay in the world of the world, we're never going to follow Jesus Christ like he expects. We need to be able to say that we're heavenly citizens. And therefore, we don't live for the earth. We don't want what the earth has. The third thing he prays for is that they would know the power. This one's pretty obvious. To go along with motivation, to go along with being detached from the world, we need power. Even if we're lining up correctly in our minds and our hearts and we want the right things, we got to have the power to accomplish it. And that's the next thing Paul prays for, is that they would know the power that raised Jesus from the dead. If you're motivated and you're detached from the world, you also need power. And this is raw, unbridled power. The same power that can take a person who's been dead and raise them from the dead. And it did that with Jesus. Three days later, after he died, he rose from the dead and 500 people at least saw him alive. And how is that? How is it that this man who's been dead for 72 hours is, is, is back alive? Well, power, the, God, the power of God. And 
Not only that, but it's said in Ephesians chapter 1 at the end of the text, he says it, it also raised him up and seated him at the right hand of God. Now that's a power that maybe we don't really understand. We've talked about the resurrection power enough, at least on Easter, once a year at least, we, we think about the power of the resurrection. But what about the power that can take someone on earth and raise them up to where God is seated in heaven? That's power. That's power to take someone from the earth and raise them up to heaven and exalt them and seat them highly exalted next to God where God reigns. And that's what happened with Jesus Christ. He went from the tomb to the throne. How did he do that? God's power. And, and what Paul is praying for is that the Ephesians would know that power. They have access to that power because they're in Christ. And everyone who's in Christ has the Holy Spirit. And everyone who has the Holy Spirit has this kind of power. And the devil wants you to think you don't have any power. He wants you to look at your weaknesses and your incapabilities. Because when you focus on those things, he doesn't have to do anything. You just simply don't fight. You simply don't enter the battle. You simply don't take any risks and don't do anything hard for God. But when you know the power, you do. When you know the power, you stand up to evil. When you know the power, you're, doing, you're going to do anything hard that God demands you to do because you can and nothing can thwart you. So that's how Paul is praying for the church. He's praying that they're motivated by the hope. He's praying that they're detached from the world because of the riches of Christ, the inheritance that awaits them. And he prays that they know the power they have access to. I don't know what it is you're struggling with today. I don't know what it is that's in the way of your soul today going forward in Christ. I don't know what's plaguing your mind. I don't know what weaknesses you've seen in your own life and heart. Maybe there's a struggle. Maybe there's a struggle physically or mentally or spiritually that you're battling right now and you're wondering, can I go on? Well, if you know the hope of Jesus, not only can you go on, but you will be highly motivated to go on because of the hope. And because of the worthiness of following Jesus Christ, one day that's all going to matter. That's all that's going to matter is did I honor my King? Man, we will want that. We will treasure that. If that was said about our lives on the last day, that's all that's going to matter. All the pain, all the hardship is in the past. It'll never come to us again. We'll never experience that again. So what if we did it now? What if we lived for Christ now where it mattered most? We need the hope. We need the hope to go forward. We also need to be detached from the world. We need to understand the riches we have in Christ Jesus. The world has things to give us. They just don't last. They don't make a profound impact. They don't change every part of me for the rest of time. But God's treasure does. It changes me. It changes what I live for. It changes everything that I, that I chase in this world. I used to chase the things of the world because I thought that's what the best stuff was. But once I experienced the promise of God's eternal inheritance. I said, no, I don't need this stuff from the world any longer. I'm rich, eternally rich forever. And if you're motivated by hope and you're detached from the world, the next thing we need is power, real, raw, God-like power. What is God capable of? We know he's capable of everything, anything. Nothing can stand in the way of God. But that's the same power you and I have access to. Not because we're God, because we're with God. Nothing of our own, simply because Christ Jesus saved us. But because he did save us, he gave us his power. And he said, you're capable of everything. Everything. In fact, Paul's going to tell us that in chapter 3. He's going to say, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think. He wants us to understand God can do anything. If you're with God, you can do anything. Nothing can stand in your way. So what is that thing in front of you today? What is it, a sin? 
Is it a, is it a hardship of this life? Is it, is it the lack of having a good relationship? Is it, is it the lack of having riches? Is it the lack of having whatever? Is it some spiritual darkness that's taking you over? Man, we can stand up to those things. We can go forward because we have the power to do so. Look to your God. Look to your Lord and remember his power and walk in that power today. I think if we'll understand these three things, man, it's going to change us forever. It's going to change us forever. We'll know the hope. We'll know the riches. And we will know the power. And we will walk in victory today. That's going to change our life. I pray that you would know that power. I pray that you would know that hope. I pray that you would know those riches. And that you would see Jesus today and everything that is beautiful and valuable about him. And you would say, okay, I'm buying in. And I'm going to believe whatever God says is true. And he's told me I have hope. He's told me I have riches. And he's told me I have power. So I can and I will go forward for the sake of God's glory. And I pray that they would inspire you, not just today, but for the rest of your life. Blessings. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.